Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. And welcome back to episode nine of Maximizing Life in the Middle podcast. Once again, coming to you from the backyard oasis. Yes. And this is part two. Yeah, part two. Decluttering your mind, your time, your life, your space. All of it. <clears throat> Part of living, maximizing your life is, as I was saying before in episode eight, streamlining all things. Yeah. And really just cutting the <coughs> excess fat from your activities, your closets, all of it. Hmm. And so, what we wanted to talk about on this episode is. You brought up some really good questions when we were talking about this earlier, and I thought they were really good. Let me see if I can remember them. Okay. How do you determine what is a priority in your life? What activities? Is that the first question you asked? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even I remember said, asking that exactly. I think but. you said, how do you determine what priorities, which things are priorities in your life? And then how do you go about prioritizing them? That's not exactly how you said it, but kind of like, how do you determine what's important and what you want to keep in your life or get rid of? But then once you make that list, how do you prioritize them and fit them in? Well, I mean, we're always doing that day in and day out, right? We're always constantly, you know, there, there's an old a friend of mine, a friend of ours, <clears throat> used to have just an adage and, you know, his sort of thing that he lived by or whatever. And it, it, it sounds kind of really uh, crass when you say it out loud, but he doesn't mean it that way. But he used to say, if it feels good, do it. Who Which, said that? Uh, a friend of ours named George oh. used to say that as his one of his mottos for life and he didn't mean it in the sense of you know kind of you could take it in the wrong way like uh, you know, oh yeah just do anything that feels good and just you know hedonistically his thing more was if it if it in your soul makes you excited. fuels you and yeah. and is a is a thing that you can feel is is puts you just a, in a sense of rightness if that is a thing then do that thing and if it isn't then just don't do it 
just excise it. Yeah, he, he he's a very pragmatic person. Yeah, he is. Like, and he is a great <clears throat> example of <laughs> ruthlessly eliminating things that don't serve his purposes. Yeah, and he would just excise it from his life and say, okay, well, that's, that's not part of what... Um, of what fuels me or what so is putting me on the, the path I want to be on. So, you know, I, I might be able to make some justification in my head as to why it's crucial, but in reality, it's not. And, you know, that's something that, that when I think about this topic in a, in a mental or a, um, what I'm looking for here, not, not your physical space clutter, but sort of your mental energy and your, you know, what things are energetic clutter. That's one of the things I think about. And I know for myself, because I am uh, at times given to having not maybe, you know, I'm a big idea person. I'm a, (laughs) I'm kind of a high level guy. I'm kind of a guy who's like, oh, I got these great ideas and this and that and the other. And then, you know, as execution comes along, sometimes I, I struggle a little bit in, in the weeds of, of making something get executed and sometimes it can be that, you know, the great high idea seems like a really exciting thing. But maybe it doesn't, maybe it is mental clutter in that there's no way that I'm going to actually be able to. Yeah, the details are so laborious that it's not going to actually work. Right, I'm not actually going to be able to come through on the, you know, the execution part of it and so you know it maybe it becomes one of those things where you just have to go that's an awesome idea it really seems cool but there's no way that i'm going to be able to carry that forth to execution so i have to put it aside and just recognize it as something that's not going to be a part of life right now and maybe down the road it would be part of life at a later point but just not at this moment so that's one of the things I guess that I think about. Um, maybe don't always uh, embody as much as I might like to, but it's something I think that uh, would benefit me, and I don't benefit probably anybody, but certainly would benefit me to embrace that more. Hmm. I guess that's just a statement, not really a question, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bravo. Embrace that some more. Sounds yeah, right? Got done. Okay, good. Yay. End of end of episode, end of <laughs> you know, we got it all figured out. Just uh yeah, it's all it's all there. But you know, it's it's as a creative person, as a person who's got these hats I wear where there are no end of or at times it seems like there's no end of interesting creative stories or ideas right as we've said before on various um on the other podcasts i'm a comic book creator Uh, i'm a comic book artist but as you know has sort of recently kind of come into my lexicon a little bit you know i think i'm also very much a comic book writer or a writer of fictional stories and i have an awful lot of ideas and and as a comic artist, there's only so many things you can draw, right? There's only so many, the process of creating comic book and the drawing side is 
labor-intensive and takes a lot longer than it does to write a comic. And so some of that clutter in my mental field is the stories that I have out there that I want to write or that I'd like to see come to fruition. But yet, again, limited amount of time to actually draw something and, you know, you've already got stuff on your plate. And so how you prioritize that and how you say, okay, oh, this is the thing that's on the plate right now and that has to get done, and then this is the next thing and that's the next thing. But one of the new shifts paradigm shifts that we've just you know we've talked about separately from the podcast recently is that maybe one of the shifts that I need to take on is the idea of not all the ideas and stories that I've written or come up with are going to be things that I actually draw but instead might need to result in delegation of that drawing aspect of things in order to make sure that they aren't mindless clutter Mm. cluttering up my head as oh this is something I'd love to do or a story I'd love to get out there but yet it's never going to get out there because I'm never going to have the bandwidth yeah it takes so much time to create a comic book especially the way we're maximizing our lives because you just don't have endless amounts of time to dedicate to it so if you have 13 story ideas in your head you're not going to be able to by the time you would create those 13 stories you'll have 26 more already lined up so you'll just never it'll just be a never-ending process right interesting but this topic did come we did decide to talk about this topic because of well last week I told someone I was talking to that (laughs) I was feeling a little bit stressed and it's not because I I, am very aware when I hear people talking and they're coming from a place of lack not good enough not enough not enough not enough I was feeling a little bit stressed last week because I was coming from a place of overabundance overabundance I was feeling overabundant (laughs) (laughs) overabundant with our kids I was feeling overabundant with everything. I was feeling overabundant with playing with the kids, which I did tons of. I was feeling overabundant with work. I was feeling overabundant with, well, probably those two things. I was having trouble squeezing in exercise. I was, well, I had to take the dog to the vet two times, so, because he's getting a little bit of laser treatment on his achy knee. And so time had to be taken out to get him to the vet a couple of times. And, you know, kids have to be run here, there, and everywhere. And then they need, you know, I want to play with them because I don't want them on screen all the time, et cetera, et cetera. And so my business partner and I, the, the, the stress really was coming because we have a workshop that we're supposed to give in mid-September. And I haven't finished creating it yet. Speaking of creating things. So the way she and I work is that she creates the outline. And then I use that as the bones of the presentation. And then I put it together visually in a PowerPoint format. And then we practice it. And then we go out and deliver it. 
and that seems to be what works best for us. Well, then we proof it and everything, of course, but um, she had done her outline maybe three months ago, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are now like six or seven weeks out from when we're supposed to deliver it, maybe seven weeks, and it wasn't created yet, and I know she was feeling stress, and I was feeling stress, and... I really have to be in the right mental space. I have to be in a creative space. I have to be in that that flow before I can do it. So I wasn't feeling it all summer. But Probably I also because didn't nothing have, was putting you in the flow. Right. I also didn't have or create a pocket of time to be able to be in that space. I can't... When I get in that space, I just want to sit down and I'm in it and I just want to create the whole thing in one sitting. And it might take two or three hours, but I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want the phone ringing. I don't want anybody calling my name. I don't want to have to go anywhere. I don't want to have to take the dog. I don't want to have to take the kids. I just want to sit and block out the whole world and just just bang it out. And I didn't have or didn't create that pocket of time for myself. And so as the summer is ticking by, day after day, week after week, you know, it keeps being on my calendar. Work on it this week. Push it back. Work on it this week. Today. 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 And it wasn't getting done. And so the stress was creeping up on me. And I'm seeing how the first half of the summer has gone where I have... And I don't want to say I didn't have pockets of time. I'll say I didn't create pockets of time. Because we can... Most right. of the time we can... We can create what we want if we are only aware of the fact that we have that power. So I wasn't creating those pockets of time, but I wasn't thinking of it like that. I was thinking, I don't have those pockets of time. Right. And if I haven't had them for the first half of the summer, how am I going to get them for the second half of the summer? And then it's going to be September, and we're going to have to present this, and it won't be ready. So last week I had a bit of a meltdown, <laughs> and I told you I needed to schedule a therapy session with you. Did I tell you that, or did I say that to someone else? Um... I think I said that to you. I think, well, yeah, you didn't necessarily categorize it as a therapy session. Then but I said it to someone else. I said, I'm scheduling a therapy session with Jay tonight. That's what I said. So. But um, when I got home that afternoon from where I was, and again, sensing the energy <laughs> that was kind of present, I said, oh, well, why don't we schedule a time to sit down out here in our little oasis and kind of talk through all the stuff that had been going on that was bothering you and everything else like that and it's so great because that's exactly what i need you know exactly what i need and that's what i need that helps me to declutter all the things that are going on in my head and dump out like um download all of it and then dump what's not necessary and work on what is and just get some clarity so um but but it's an interesting thing so i didn't even say this to you i don't think that evening because i said so much i I don't even know but one of the things that was bothering me is that the two days prior or that day and the day before or the two days prior to that i don't even remember you had i'll say comic book things because i just lump it into that category good comic book things that you went out to do and I don't even really fully know who you met with where you went what you did or whatever I just I had two meetings they were 
related to they were sort of longer meetings in the afternoon and they related to comic oriented business right and so I again I didn't know the details of it or whatever but I knew they were relating to your comic book enterprises or endeavors I guess is the better word but in my mind this is the priority of things well this is the priority of things we talk about your work as a financial advisor and then your work as a comic book creator and then my work as a parent coach and a co-owner of a business a consulting type of business building connected communities and I mean those are the three big chunks career wise and kids and then yeah the kids the exercise the volleyball coaching meaning you coaching volleyball with our son and just whatever groceries household cooking etc but those three big ones I I look at your financial advisory career as the the, the top priority. That's the top priority because that's a business that you've had for 22 years now. Mm-hmm. And so you've had you have long-term clients that you've had you've seen people get married, have babies, die, like you've you've you're going through life with some of these clients long long term really dear relationships yes and so that also happens to be the majority of our income at this point sure and so to me that has to be the priority and of course I know you agree with that but then what about those other two your comic book endeavors and then my coaching and my company that I own with another person Where's which one is a higher priority? Which one? Which one's a higher priority? How would you answer that? Wow. Um. I don't know. I I I want to cop out and say they're equal. Um. I think that. They are equally meaningful, I think, to both of us in a very real, like, hey, loving the work, loving the stuff that those endeavors entail. I think they actually also probably, in the grand scheme of things, are probably about equal in terms of their... um, financial rewards oh I totally disagree uh, or lack thereof but we're not going to get into a long discussion into well I totally disagree with that I think mine would be higher than yours but and that's what that's the point I was going to make if you if I were to rank them according to the sheer numbers which that's not necessarily how you should rank something but if I were to rank them, I would put your financial advisory career and then my various businesses and then your comic books, according to sheer numbers. But 
because you also have to lump in the work, the, the business that I co-own. And when you put those two together. And your book endeavor. Which is, yeah, that's not a huge money-making operation. Right, in the grand scheme of... Selling a book, writing a book. Right. You wrote the, you know, I mean, again, I don't think there's a lot of value to go into... The but, various the, but that's of one way that you could rank something. You can look at when it numerically. To I just don't know that we're looking at the right numbers in some. When you're trying to determine what is a priority, because you're yeah. trying to maximize your life, or put in the good and out in with the good, out with the bad, whatever, you could look at those things numerically. But I don't necessarily think that looking at them numerically is really the right answer. If I, if you asked me to rank those last two, my stuff, my work, and then your comic book work, in terms of which one is, like, more meaningful, like, what's the level of meaningfulness in our lives, I would agree with you that they're equal. I think your work is, to you, is equally meaningful that my work is to me. Sure. But... There's another category that I don't know that you think about, but I certainly think about it. And I know that in this category, yours, your comic book work would be higher than mine. And that category is how much do you individually need it in your life? And so I believe that and it's probably, with extremely creative people, it's probably just the nature of the beast. But if you don't have a creative outlet, if your creative outlet is stymied or choked off or clogged up, then it will. I believe it will impact you physically, emotionally. It, it really eats you alive if you can't express yourself creatively. Yeah, I think we, we kind of came to the conclusion that that was um, and that was the case in the past that some of the you know, maybe at times you know, health problems related to not having that sense of fulfillment though, you know modern medicine, modern uh, Western medicine might not necessarily buy into that, but certainly I think that we agree that that idea is a truism of, of what goes on. I mean, one of the things, you know, I, I think we're in, a little in the weeds, too, about, you know, what's important and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, there were two days where I... Well, before you go on to that, I just okay. want to just kind of want to wrap this point up that when our listeners are looking at the things in their lives mm -hmm. that there isn't just one plane one metric to compare or one axis that they say well you just look at what makes the generates the most amount of money and that's how you prioritize and maybe maybe not yeah it's true i mean i i don't think we neither one of us has ever put a lot of onus on the things that the other person wants to do to bring in money 
to necessarily generate and bring in money. We've always said, well, if it's back to that that statement, if it feels like it's something that you want to do or that you have to do or that is that is right, then we do it and we figure out a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And in the case of both of these endeavors, I think that um, that's certainly the case where we are saying, okay, well, they are important um, endeavors for each of us in various respects, whether it be financially or whether it be, you know, spiritually, creatively, what you need to do to make the world a better place kind of thing, whatever that is, we we adhere to that strategy of just saying, okay, well, we'll figure out a way to make it work. I think back to the more granular or in the weeds moment of this week, I think what what kind of brought this to a little bit of a head was just the fact that in the midst of a time when you were you know, sort of deeply uh, struggling, that's not quite the right word, but where you were kind of contending with this need to get a lot of things done on the work side and signs that maybe a couple of, you know, things were just edging towards falling through the cracks. At the same time, I was, while sort of just doing what I normally would do, which was, you know, business A is taken care of and in place over here. Business B has an opportunity or something over here that I want to kind of investigate or find out about and go off and do my thing. And it just sort of happened to sit in a very bad time frame for you. Though I will say, without going into details about the, uh, you know, the meetings themselves, is that at the end of that process, when we were, you know, sort of de- defragging and decluttering and talking through it on that Wednesday night, I did actually sit there and say to myself that maybe that those meetings may not have been the best utilization of time, so to speak, mm-hmm. in some regard. And that, um, you know, maybe there were better ways to have organized the, that day and that week. Mm. Yeah, well, I was definitely feeling that. And the other thing I was feeling, because particularly, I mean, just in general, I I knew going into the summer, and I do this every year, I scale back on what I'm trying to accomplish, because, you know, we now both work from home, but I've worked from home for a lot of years, and as a stay-at-home, I'm not a stay-at-home mom, I'm not S-A-H-M, I'm an S-A-H-W-M, stay-at-home working mom which I think is the most wonderful and the most challenging at the same time. Because if I, you know, if I am in this house, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, they're calling me first. And many times, if I'm not in the house, if I'm out and you're home, they're calling me. Right. And I'm saying, they're calling me. One time, our daughter called me and said, Mommy, where are you? And I said, wherever I was, I was at the grocery store or wherever, I don't even know. And I said, didn't you ask Daddy? Isn't he in the next room? Like, why didn't you go to him? Why are you calling me? <laughs> and they're, that's, they do that. And I've, I've bluntly and very forcefully asked them not to and said, that is, that's not really something that you should do. Like, 
please take some of that burden off of your mother for just a little bit. And if <laughs> I'm an standing hour. right next to you... <laughs> don't text your mother. Don't text your mother and ask me the question instead. And yet, especially with... Her. Especially with her. I get it. You will still get that text message. And she might be sitting there having a perfectly... <laughs> She might be having a perfectly fun conversation with me at the same time. And still asking me, And still where sitting are you? there and asking you questions are you that home? are that are in her mind somehow or other not daddy questions to be asking or whatever the case may be. So it's It's funny. You know, it's one of those things where each of us have our relationships. We have our respective relationships with the kids, but you know, whether it be because you run the schedule or whatever, a lot of times it's yeah. Hey, I want to do this thing. Can I this? Or can I do this? this Or can this person? And and you might be saying, the person who could answer that question best (laughs) is the person who's in the house right now. Like two feet away from you. Right. I am on the other side of town at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's the thing that happens. And yes, they do, they do come to you. And as summer, when summer comes and they're home all the time and they're around all the time you are at their uh their beck and call a little bit more their beck and text (laughs) yeah beck and text um but i also think that some of that you like too right you like the idea of oh being able to engage with them and I, i think you know you were very uh concise afterwards when we were talking about it last wednesday night that a lot of your a lot of the pressure that was building up was also kind of self-created. Yes. Because you have these, well, these kind of like, I want to do this and this and this and this thing, but yet I also want to maintain this giant thing over here. Yeah. And this giant thing over here. So I want these two to be absolutes, but then get all these other things done. Yeah. Well, that's a pressure cooker into which... You know, of course you're going to feel stress. Yeah, of course you're going to feel some stress, right? I want to make sure that he's not, Brady is not on screens or on TV, and I don't want... And, and if friends not in, aren't here, then I'm, I'm the sidekick. Right. But yet I also still want to get 17,000 things done for work. Yeah. So here's where the, the communication comes in and all the other stuff that we're right. always talking about. I was actually finding myself feeling resentful. You went out, it was like mid-afternoon, I don't know, 2, 3, 4 o'clock, whatever. Two days in a row, I left around 12 or 1 o'clock. Oh, it was even earlier than that. See, I don't even have a tra- I don't even lost track of time. And got back sometime around 3 the one day or 4 the one day and like 5 around o'clock. Like around 6. 5 o'clock the other day. Mm, I don't think so. I think it was more like 6 because you left and I thought that was, I think the first day was the longer day. No. You left and I thought... Well, maybe it was the second day. I don't even know. But I, you left and I thought, well, he'll be back in a couple hours. And then a couple hours went by and then like another hour went by and another. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what the heck is happening? And so there was one meeting one day and then another one the next day. And then you were gone again. So like hours upon hours, I'm here managing, which, you know, there are moms where the dads work and they're managing all the time. Yep. So whatever. I'm not. I'm not trying to whine and complain about it, but generally that's not how our household runs. Mm -hmm. You're usually here. I usually try not to bother you because I, we place a priority on your 
your business A, as we call it. And so I don't want to bother, bother you. You might be on the phone with a client. I want to try to keep the kids quiet. I'll make them lunch. I'll run them from here to there. I try not to disturb you. But then when you're leaving, like in mid-afternoon, and you're going to be gone for hours, and you do it two days in a row to do business B, while I've got in my head, oh my gosh, I have this presentation in seven weeks, and I haven't even, I haven't even opened it. I, I don't even know what it says. I haven't created it, we haven't practiced it, and time is ticking, and oh my gosh, and while I'm, while I'm, I, we've already been paid to present a workshop that I haven't even created, and you're going out having meetings, and you're staying out for hours. This is not fair. This is what was building up in my head. <laughs> I am resenting you. Not right now, but I was last week. I am very resentful that you're putting the priority on your stuff. Not once, but two days in a row. As the pressure was building inside of me that I needed to get this thing done that I didn't have any time because I didn't have two or three hours of kids not being around and the phone not ringing and somebody not calling my name or knocking on the door or needing something from me. I just wanted two or three hours to, to get this done and I didn't even have it, but yet you were taking more than that two days in a row. So I was feeling pretty irritable and resentful towards you last week. And I don't think it showed in my behavior, because I, I try not to do that. Did it really show my behavior? <laughs> there's a little bit of a little bit showed through here and there. But, again, I mean, we're, we're But this is all part of... It's just part of the build-up. By the time we got down to it and spoke on Wednesday, we had a chance to decompress... You got a chance to... And I have to say, you suggested that. And I said, yes, that's what I was going to ask you for. That's exactly what I want. Yes, yes, yes. And so I had to take swim the practice. youngest one to swim practice. And then after swim practice, I didn't know that we had any set time for this. So I just figured once kids go to bed or whatever. And so after swim practice, he asked if he could go to the playground. Well, I'm not going to say no to that because... He's asking you to do something that doesn't have to do with the screen. You better believe I'm saying yes. Right. So we went to the playground for like an hour. So we didn't get home until somewhere around like five of nine. Mm -hmm. And when I got home, you had this lovely piano music playing and all the tiki torches lit around the pool and the chairs set up and it was beautiful. The lights were on. It was just so inviting. And you had snacks out here. It was great. But I had already promised him <laughs> that we would play Logo when we got home. Because, again, he asked me to play, and I thought, oh, my gosh, of course I'm saying yes, because he's not asking to play on a screen. Right. So we had to come home and play Logo. So we played Logo, and then you explained what was happening to our daughter. I think our son was spending the night somewhere that night. You explained what was happening with our daughter, and normally I put her to bed, and I didn't. And, of course, an hour after she went to bed, she was right back in the hallway saying, I can't sleep. Um, and then she felt bad about saying, I can't sleep, because she knew what we were doing, and she didn't want to bother us, and blah, 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 blah. But it was a great thing that you did. Once I finally finished playing Logo with him, and he went to bed, then we came out here, and I just totally decompressed, which was just fabulous. It was so great. And the cool thing that came out of it was that you offered 
to take the younger two to an indoor water park that we have around us the next day. Mm -hmm. And I told you, I felt stress even about saying yes to that, even though it was a great idea. I felt stress even about that because I didn't want to take you away from work again. But you managed to make it work for you on your end, and then you took them out. And I think you were gone for maybe three hours or maybe three and a half or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was a struggle to actually get them. <laughs> our, <laughs> how entitled our kids are. It's a struggle to get them into a car to go to an indoor water park. <laughs> That's not right. Yeah. Like that. There's something wrong with that. Hey, you want to go to an indoor water park and slide uh, on slides? Like no. Oh, God. I don't want to go there. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. But we finally kind of coax them or you know they, they weren't that adamant against it but, but they got they to do some stuff fun. in the morning and then they went in the afternoon and they had fun and then they came home and both promptly were asleep in the car on the way home yeah so they must have had tons so of they fun. had some fun they had a, they had a good time so and then we got back here and magically you had managed to yeah i need about two or three hours of uninterrupted time yeah, and, you and knocked aside out. from me needing to drop the older one off at his friend's house and then go back and pick them up. So even with two trips of transporting and chauffeuring, I still <coughs> spent every other minute. Like, I didn't eat. I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't do anything. I just sat down at that computer, and I whipped it out. And I was in the right state of mind, I guess, because I, I knew the spilled up was coming from the night before, that this was our plan. So I woke up excited to get this done and cr feeling creative and ready to do it. And I sat down. And I whipped the whole thing out, and I was done before you guys got back. And I felt like the weight of the world was off my shoulders. One small project, but it was deadline-oriented, and it was stressing me out, and I got it done. And I felt, I feel like my old self again. Back to my old self. Right. So. So I think that's a good example of how we try to figure out what is a priority, and, you know priorities shift right depending on circumstances and the day and the needs yeah. they have to shift one goes down one comes up and we do that but it also requires regular communication between us and about where those priorities are and how they're shifting and or what if there's a pressing need that's coming up that needs to be dealt with like my deadline thing mm -hmm. and it requires us to be unwavering in our commitment to support the other person to get their stuff done right where however that needs to happen mm -hmm. so a week later a couple days later i feel like i'm back to my regular self i'm still not super productive work-wise in the summer but i feel like i'm having tons of fun with the kids we go to the playground, we play games, we play card games, we watch Dude Perfect videos. I know I'm always <laughs> talking about them, but we just watched a few Dude more last perfect. night. Oh my goodness. They do stereotypes. You know, you've seen the beach stereotypes. Right, yeah. They do things that are so hilarious, like the stereotypical way a person acts in a situation. <laughs> they do the beach stereotypes. They do, we watched basketball court pick up basketball stereotypes. Yeah movie theater stereotypes, restaurant stereotypes. I mean, these guys are endlessly funny, and I enjoy them. And they're YouTubers, and they make five- to seven-minute videos, so they're quick. If you want to just sit down, the younger one and I, and actually the, the 
the two younger ones and I, we bond over that stuff. We listen to the their theme songs that they yeah. pick in their videos. We listen to them on iTunes. We just have endless amounts of fun with that. So I think that's what I wanted to say about that. All right. So I guess that covers decluttering the part two of decluttering the mental part of decluttering and that wraps up this episode of powerful parenting for today's kids if you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general please share it with them also i always love hearing feedback from my listeners I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.